Presents Football Time. Hey, hey, and welcome to the Football Time Podcast. This is our college football show. We have Dynamite David in. Dynamite Picks. What are we in, David? Week six, week five, technically uh, real week two. Yeah, it's it feels like week two. Last week felt like the first, first real week, but uh, we've had a... It was almost like a, a small preseason, but uh, I'd say week two or three-ish. <laughs> All right. So as you might have heard, uh, Dynamite David is with us. So let's start and preview the week that was last week. Now this made headlines. All right, so let's kick off a couple of last week's games. Uh, just a few I wanted to touch on. Uh, Alabama-Mizzou, uh, I don't know much what to say. Alabama's really good again. Not much to take away with this game, but I felt it necessary if one of the top teams in the country is playing, we at least have to mention them. Yeah, I, you know, Alabama got up, what, 35-3 to three, and then pretty much pulled their starters and, Missouri got some junk points there towards the end, but it was uh, Alabama domination uh, pretty much. Yeah, I agree. Uh, Not much to take away from this game. Uh, We'll probably learn a little more about Alabama this week versus A&M. Though A&M didn't look all that great either, but I think they were sort of tampering down versus Vanderbilt, especially with Alabama coming in the next week. They didn't want to show too much. Okay, let's move on to Kansas State versus Oklahoma. Uh, this was a big upset, though I they Kansas State beat them last year, so I don't know if Kansas State would agree it was a big upset, but definitely points-wise, it was a pretty big upset. Uh, what did you think of the game? I was I was really uh, surprised by Oklahoma's performance. Spencer Rattler looked pretty pretty awful compared to Oklahoma quarterback play of years years past. Yeah, definitely. I, I, I don't know. Uh, Big 12's kind of up in the air right now. Uh, it's going to be interesting to see who's going to uh, who's going to jump out on top after the next few weeks. For sure. I, I thought Spencer Radler probably looked the worst of the, let's say, Lincoln-Riley quarterback trio. That the offense definitely was not as explosive as it had been the last couple of years. And much more mistakes. I mean, I think that was the thing that was more than anything you know Murray Mayfield and Hertz they never make mistakes really and Rattler was throwing the ball all all over the place and was pretty inaccurate and threw a couple picks so maybe that offense won't be as good it was was a pretty high scoring game uh just you know like you were saying the mistakes by Rattler and and Kansas State was able to take advantage you know uh they didn't they didn't slow the game down as much as we thought, but uh, they still managed to come out with the W. No, they they played pretty solid pace, which sucked me a little bit, but uh, that whole second half they were scoring every time they touched the ball, which, you know, Oklahoma continues to have plenty of defensive issues, and that doesn't look solved. I don't know if it will ever look solved, uh, especially with the way that offense plays fast tempo. I think it makes it difficult on that defense. 
All right, let's move on to Mississippi State LSU. Um, I guess it was an upset, though when you're replacing your whole team, I don't know how much of an upset anything can be if you haven't watched them play. And they also were missing a couple guys that were coming back from last year's team on defense. I think the amount of yards given up in the passing game was a little shocking, but I don't know if the overall result was too shocking considering what they lost. Uh, I'd say this was one of the most entertaining games last week. And, uh, you know, Kudos to you. You, you. you called it, and whoever rode with you on that pick uh, probably won some money. Uh, but I thought, you know, I've seen some reports out there that were kind of interesting that Mississippi State has claimed that they only ran 10 to 15 plays on offense and just ran them over and over again, and LSU never made any adjustments, so they just kept running them. Uh, I don't know if that's true or not, but I've, I've heard that from multiple sources. Well, I, I heard that too, that there were – maybe like really four pass plays that uh, Miss State was calling and they never adjusted. And Mike Leach is just that kind of cutthroat. He'll just keep calling him until you stop him. And LSU never did. And Bo Pelini, you know, I don't know if we need to hash into this. He's stubborn. So my guess is he just thought he could blitz his way into sacks and stuff. So. It'll be interesting to see moving forward how defenses across the SEC adjust to Mike Leach. Uh, I don't see him having that kind of success all year, especially with, you know, LSU was replacing a lot of players and they had uh, some secondary out. Um, we'll see as Mississippi State gets further into the, this uh, SEC schedule how they how they do. But I don't I don't see 600 yards passing as a frequent occurring thing. No, but I. I'm sure they will, you know, be in the 300s pretty much pretty solidly, especially as much as he throws. I thought what they have like six six rushing yards. Yes, I I think they only ran the ball like ten times. Now, you know, a handful of those you know short passes, sort of a runs, but it'll be interesting to see how they go through. And I was sort of shocked at how well KJ Costello played in the game too. I mean. Anybody who watched Stanford play, I think, probably was a little stunned as well. Well, I think as long as he plays within the offense and doesn't get too crazy and, and, and lets Mike Leach's play call and carry them, they, they could be pretty successful for, for a Mississippi State team. Uh, yeah, I agree. I think for sure they could probably win, you know, average eight wins a year at least, and maybe if things break right, could get to ten in a normal year. I mean, this year I – you know, eight wins is probably like equivalent to five or something. All right, let's move on to the, probably the last uh, big game of the day. I don't know how big it is considering how bad Florida State is these days, but Miami, Florida State, uh, Miami looked really good again. Uh, they have an off week this week and then go to Clemson. The offense is explosive. The defense I'm still, you know, have questions about, but they s seem to make, you know, a handful of plays a game that uh, can sort of give their offense even more of a boost. Uh, what would you make of that game? Well, I said last week that I was I was really waiting on this matchup with Clemson – or not Clemson. Uh, well, yeah, Clemson in, in two weeks. And uh, – I think this was more of a reflection on Florida State, on how how bad of a team they are, less is, and then less of a reflection on 
on Miami. Uh, while they took care of business, I, I, I still like to see what they do against Clemson on uh, next, not this Saturday, but the next. Yeah, I'm, I'm pretty psyched to see what that game turns out to be. Uh, Miami's offense has looked, I mean, probably the best it's looked in 20 years. Um, but I just don't know what to make of FSU. But I think they're still solid players there, but they just have nothing, uh, nothing to offer resistance-wise defense or offense. And I don't know how many years it's been, but they still continue to get the, who's ever playing quarterback just murdered on that offensive line. Three different coaches as well now. All right, so let's move into our picks. Dynamite David went two and three. He had losses in with Law Lafayette minus 11 and a half, Oklahoma minus 27 and a half, and Old Miss plus 14 and a half. His wins Auburn minus seven and a half. The dynamite and Georgia minus 26 and a half. Boom goes the dynamite. And his upset special Duke did not win the game, they lost 38 20 after a pretty solid start. Uh, what'd you make of your week this week, David? Uh, a little rough. Um, I, I missed pretty badly on that Oklahoma. Uh, I've learned that. Big 12 is, I'm going to shy away from too many picks in the Big 12. <laughs> uh, you know, o- Oklahoma was usually the, the clear and outright favorite there, and with them losing again and, and losing the way they did with Spencer Rattler performing as bad as he did, I probably won't go there for a little while. Um, but, I, you know, Ole Miss almost got the backdoor cover there. I was screaming at Kiffin to kick the field goal at the end <laughs> of the game, and instead he went for the touchdown, even though – Neither one would have even put them in, in competition for the lead, but um, we'll do better this week. Yeah, I didn't think your week was that bad, and you got the nice Georgia, you know, patting on points there at the end, and the Auburn win was pretty good. So not a terrible week, a good first start to the week. Um, now my picks, I went 4-2-1. and one. I had Georgia Southern plus the 11.5 with the win. The UK-Auburn under 49.5 with the win. The TCU plus 3 was a push. Uh, Miss State plus 16.5 with a win. I lost the LSU-Miss State under 56.5. Uh, I won't even discuss the Texas-Texas Tech under 70.5. I could have had 100 and wouldn't have been close on that one and then i got the byu minus 13 and a half win and i hit my upset special with mississippi state at plus 540 so a decent week for me overall um the over-unders were a little bad especially the texas texas tech game but and the lsu miss state game didn't play out at all like i thought i thought it'd be more low scoring game but i should have known mike leach was going to at least go for the points and I just don't see LSU in shootouts too much but a pretty solid week and a good start uh, in our in our battle pick of La Lafayette and Georgia Southern I got the win there so I start out on top 1-0 and in picks that we're battling on Okay, so let's move on to this week's picks. I have one, two, 
three, four, five picks and two maybes. I will think about it as we go through our picks. How many picks do you have this week, David? It uh, looks like I've got um, I've got seven picks in five games and my upset special. All right, so let's have you start off the week. What's your first pick of the week? Uh, my first pick of the week, we're going to go with uh, North Carolina at Boston College. North Carolina is favored by 13 and a half in this game, but I'm going to tell you why I like North Carolina. Um, in their last four games, they are against the spread. They are four and zero overall. In their last five games against the spread as favorites, they're five and zero, and they're going to be pretty well rested going into this game since they haven't played since their victory September 12th over Syracuse. And I just I think Mac Brown's going to have this team ready to go. All right. Well, once again, like last week, we start this week with. I have Boston College plus the 13 and a half. I didn't like the way North Carolina lo- looked, though it was two weeks ago versus Syracuse. Uh, I think you went see a win. I just think this will be sort of a grungy game. I, I know UNC is definitely more explosive on offense, but I think Boston College's defense can contain the points and get enough you know, points there and maybe hit a backdoor cover, especially going up to Boston College. So... I'm going with Boston College plus the 13 and a half. All right, so what's your second pick on the week, David? Um, let's go to the SEC. I've got South Carolina at Florida. South Carolina's getting 18 and a half in this. Now, while uh, Kyle Trask looked really good last week, I think it was against a very horrible Ole Miss defense. I think South Carolina is going to play a little bit better defense than that. Plus, um, I think Mike Bobo and Colin Hill are going to get into a little bit better rhythm and should be able to score enough to stay within that 18 and a half against Florida. Yeah, I, I was a pass on this game. I I couldn't gauge enough from South Carolina last week. Their offense didn't look too fluid. They hit a couple of deep passes, but until Mike Bobo can get that offense humming if they can get that offense humming is probably the big question i just i don't want to touch south carolina and i didn't gain anything from florida last week for old miss I, receivers were streaking down the field wide open 20 yards away from the closest defender so i'm not quite sure that the florida offense will see all year so i was just to stay away and see what florida does probably with a maybe a level up in competition versus South Carolina, but not too much of a jump up. All right, so my next pick, I have West Virginia plus the two and a half versus Baylor. Uh, This is mostly just a Baylor lost a bunch of their players from last year's uh, team. They lost their coach. Um, West Virginia I don't know what to make of them. I watched a little bit of the game last week. They look much better than they were last year, but they were so bad last year, it's hard to judge what's better. But I just thought getting two and a half points at home, I want to see this Baylor team do something with a whole new roster and a new coach. And getting points with West Virginia, I just thought was a nice pick there. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't pick this game. I I, I hadn't watched 
too much of either one of these teams yet, but uh, two and a half at home is not bad. Uh, but I, I was going to stay away from it. Yeah. All right. So what's your next pick? Um, well, I'm going to, even though they, they kind of burned me last week, I'm going to go with Ole Miss at Kentucky again. Um, they're getting six and a half. And I just, I don't like Kentucky's offense. Uh, now maybe they, they try to stick to their game and run the ball a little bit more this week. Um, but I, I thought Matt Coral looked good against Florida. Uh, he threw for 395 yards and a touchdown and also ran for 81. Um, they had a good receiver in Elijah Moore who caught 10 catches for 227 yards. So I think Ole Miss might be able to keep up with Kentucky here. And uh, I like the six and a half and, and maybe even watch out for an upset here. Yeah, I, I definitely think Ole Miss could go in there and steal a victory, especially from what I saw from Kentucky on offense. But I was I was just a stay away. Both these teams scare me. Kentucky's offense is a joke. They can't pass the ball at all, which is not a shock. Now, that being said, I'm almost certain anyone can pass the ball on Ole Miss right now. But I just didn't trust they'd hit enough explosive plays to score enough points for Ole Miss. But... I think both these teams will probably remain stayaways for most of the year for me. I just don't control trust Kentucky's offense, and I definitely don't con- trust Ole Miss defense. So those teams probably are going to be blacklisted for me for the rest of the year. <laughs> I also I also like the under in this game at uh, sixty one and a half. Okay, so an under with Ole Miss. Yeah, I, I like their offense, and you know. Ole Miss could come out and score 30 points, but I don't see Kentucky scoring 30 as well. So Ole Miss could could pull off the upset here, but they'll def. Uh, I think they definitely stay under 61 and a half. Now, is there an over under when I send you a text message after the third Kentucky receiver is streaked down the middle of the field, wide open? <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, my next pick. I think you'll like this one: the Western Kentucky. Middle Tennessee State under 53 and a half. Be sure to tune into that game. It will probably be a real barn burner. Western Kentucky's one of the top defensive teams for, you know, small schools. Middle Tennessee State's been awful all year, and they haven't won a game all year. Last week they lost to UT San Antonio at home. Western Kentucky struggles to score points, so I just think this will be a gross grind fest and under the 53 and a half in a bad uneventful game that probably no one's paying attention to. Yeah, that sounds like a game I'll be uh, I'll be watching the ticker for the score, but I don't know how much <laughs> it I'll actually be tuning into. I'm going to send you highlights if there are any. All right, what do you got up next? Um well, we're going to go to the Big Big 12, but I'm not taking any team in particular. I'm going to go with the over in the Texas TCU game, 62 and a half. Um, I think this game could could be around the 100-point range <laughs> again. Um, yeah, for sure. From what I saw from Texas last week, they somehow have zero defense, and I won't be taking their unders probably very much more unless they start hitting in the 80 range, which is entirely possible from what I saw last week. I've been hearing a lot of people picking TCU in the upset here, but I just, 
I, I think this is too much of a toss-up to, to pick a, any particular team, but I think you can trust the fact that there's going to be more than 62 points scored. In yeah, I, I watched uh, a good bit of that TCU-Iowa State game. They looked solid, especially, you know, they hadn't played all season. This was their first action. So the first half, they started out a little slow, but they started to get it together a little bit. The only thing that scares me with TCU is their quarterback play was not great, which I'm guessing it's going to have to be because Texas probably will score 40 from what I saw every game. Okay, my next pick... I'm going back to the whale and Iowa State plus seven and a half to cover versus Oklahoma. This is mostly just a Spencer Rattler uh, guess that he might not be that good. Iowa State at home is always tricky. Oklahoma's traditionally struggled with Iowa State, so getting points seven and a half. The only thing that, you know, if they probably beat Kansas State last week, I'm probably getting like 10 instead of seven and a half. So I'm a little downgraded, I think, points-wise. But I still think Iowa State will give them a bit of a game. And I want to see if Spencer Radler really is capable of crushing conference teams. It'll be it'll be interesting to see if they bounce back um, because I believe the, the uh, rivalry games next week, right? Uh, Oklahoma-Texas week after? Yes, it is. So if Oklahoma loses to Iowa State, and then going into their big matchup with Texas, this could be a big season swing for them. They need to need to get back on track before they play Texas. Yes, for sure. Uh, what do you have left? Uh, my last game is uh, going to the Missouri at Tennessee game. Uh, I like two picks here. I like I like Tennessee uh, going. They got twelve and a half. Well, they're not getting twelve. They're giving twelve and a half to Missouri. Um, I think Tennessee's going to come out about as strong. Now, I'm not comparing Tennessee to Alabama here, but I think it's more of a comparison on Missouri's part. I think Tennessee could come out and take a strong lead, but I don't think Tennessee will be as quick to pull their starters as Alabama was, and this could get away from Missouri pretty quickly. And yeah, I, I, like the, I think the uh, Uber. most teams will destroy Missouri. Uh, I I like to look at those first halves. I last week I ended up taking a first half versus Alabama, so you sort of get the line cut in half. But I I definitely think teams will spend all year jumping out on Missouri. I think this will be a good time for um, Jim Chaney to to stretch his playbook a little bit, get some practice in on some different plays. Tennessee could break the over on this by themselves, uh, which is the over unders at forty eight and a half. I. That's, I don't even think it's going to be close to that. Yeah, the only thing I'd worry about is like last week when Missouri started, they clearly want to somehow find an offense, and they just started tacking on points randomly when Alabama was basically laying down on the field sleeping. All right, my last pick is the Virginia Cavaliers, plus 27.5 versus Clemson. I, I like the way Virginia looked. Last week, uh, they've probably been the best team in the ACC the last two years, not counting Clemson, you know, more the everyone else. And I, I like what Bronco Mendenhall does. And with Clemson's big game next week versus Miami, I think it's uh, got a little bit of a look ahead. And also Clemson has just not shown the 
want to to really run up scores on teams. So I think 27 and a half versus a solid defensive team like Virginia just is a tad, tad too much. Yeah, that's a, that's a good pick. Uh, I was surprised by Virginia's performance last week as I had had Duke on the upset special. And, you know, Virginia looked strong and uh, strong defense and running game might give Clemson some fits. Yeah. All right. Uh, do you have any others? Um, I've just got my upset special. All right. Just your upset special. All right. I'll, I'll just say my two babies. Watch for me on Saturday. I might tweet them out if I, I end up going with them. Coastal Carolina plus the two and a half and UAB uh, minus the 20 and a half versus UT San Antonio. Uh, not much here. I just like Coastal Carolina. They run that weird diamond option offense. So for somebody like Arkansas State, who probably hasn't had a ton of practice time, that seems a little tricky. And UT San Antonio is just really bad, and UAB's a top-level small school team. But I don't know if I'm going to take those yet. I'm going to look and see how the line moves a little bit more. All right, so let's go to our... Upset special. Upset special. Okay, David, what's your upset special for the week? Well, I'm going to go back to one of the teams that got me a a W last week, and I'm going to go, and I'm going to take Auburn over Georgia. Uh, The money line's 235 there, and I think this is going to be an ugly game, and Auburn's going to like it being an ugly game. And they may win this, you know, 17, 14, something in that range. We'll see. Uh, hopefully, Bo Nix doesn't make too many mistakes. We'll see how uh, Georgia's offense comes out. It looked really rough against Arkansas. And I'm not sure if it's going to be – are they going to roll Felipe Franks out there or JT <laughs> Daniel? But I don't, I don't think it's going to matter. I think if it comes down to an ugly game, Auburn's going to have the advantage here. Yeah, most definitely. Uh, I like that pick. I, I I didn't like what I saw from Georgia. I guess I liked what I saw in the second half, but uh, it was first a terrible Arkansas team. Uh, my upset special for the week is going to be Boston College. Um, I don't know if totally they can win this game, but I like the price at plus 410. Um, just think that North Carolina is a little bit overrated and getting a lot of love, mostly because Mac Brown at ESPN loves him. And I just didn't like the way North Carolina looked for Syracuse uh, two weeks ago. Yeah, you're really hating on North Carolina today. Yeah, it's probably the Sam Howell and Mac Brown love, but <laughs> mostly it was just the price at 5-1. to one. It seems like this might be a little bit of a closer game than I thought, but... I'm not over last week. I was definitely more sure that I thought mistake could definitely contend this one. I'm sort of in the medium to low range. If it's raining and cold, North Carolina might not like to be there and we get a little bit tighter game and anything can happen. So that's my upset special for the week. All right. I just wanted to touch on a couple games that we didn't get to in our picks. Um, Memphis SMU plays. That's probably uh, for the co-best team in the AAC with Central Florida probably definitely way on top. But pretty good game, Memphis SMU. SMU's looked pretty good this year. I don't know what to gather from Memphis since they've had games canceled the last two weeks. 
but a pretty enticing game with two pretty solid teams with great offenses in the ACC. Was just intrigued by it to see who could come out and then maybe contend with Central Florida. Yeah, this is definitely going to be a shootout. Last year, it was 54-48, and the over-under here is 73-and-a-half. Yeah, I saw that. I was very tempted to even hit the over on that one, though. Yeah, I was about to say, because it it could get near 100 again in this game. Um, It should be a fun one. Uh, I I, I think I like Memphis here, but uh, I'm not going to so much as go out and pick them for sure, but... Yeah, I, I liked Memphis, but the the weeks off had me a little nervous, and SEMU's been playing, so it it sort of scared me off both of the over because I was scared of a slow start, and you really can't afford slow starts in games with, like, 73-point overs, and I, I was a little nervous maybe Memphis starts out slow, and if SMU is rolling, they could blitz this game out front, and it just made me a little scared to pull back, but I do like Memphis in this game. I think they're the better team, but I just was in wait and see because of, you know, they hadn't played much and they've had games canceled. All right, the next one I wanted to touch on was Texas A&M at Bama. Do you see anything that makes you think Texas A&M could spring this upset or you think it's Bama rolls pretty easy? I think Bama's going to, they're going to try to control the game. They're going to run the ball. They're going to do their, their quick out routes, their receivers. Um, the biggest thing here, I think, is A&M can keep it close if, is if Kellen Mond uh, plays within the offense, doesn't force too many interceptions or any, anything down the field that's, that's not there. And this, this could stay tight. Uh, this could stay within, within a few touchdowns here, but I think Alabama pulls it out in the end. Yeah, I, I don't think they get off to quite the hot start they did versus Mizzou, but I think they do what they've pretty much done to Texas A&M the last couple of years. Maybe it's close for a quarter. Maybe it's close for two. But eventually they end up rolling, and A&M just can't keep up with them offensively. And and I do want to I want to say this about Alabama. Watching all the games last week, and and this may just be against the Missouri factor, but um, you there was a noticeable difference among many of the teams, and you could tell that the off season had, had affected most teams over the uh, this past year with the coronavirus situation, Alabama has probably looked most like Alabama football <laughs> and, and more like themselves and, and as little with little change compared to other teams across across the league. Yeah, that, I was impressed with the way they came out, both defensively and offensively. The defense looked much improved from last year. Now, some of that can just be guys got healthy. They had a lot of injuries last year. Um, I I just can't make myself think Texas A&M can stay close for four quarters for sure, uh, maybe a half. So if you're leading one way, first half A&M, but I just I make it a point not to take against Alabama. All right, the last one I want to touch on, we probably wouldn't be touching on it if, if it wasn't for last week, but LSU versus Vandy. Um you think LSU can hold this game and dominate like they should do, or do you think Vandy might come in there and be able to score points on LSU? No way. I think I think LSU gets some bodies back on defense, gets back on track, dominates this game, and gets the win. Yeah, I agree. I couldn't see much of a 
upset potential, but I figured we'd touch on it since LSU looked so bad last week. The only thing that would concern me a little bit is I just don't know how good this offense is. And if they're in a low-scoring game, that might give Bandy a little life. And that was the only thing I was thinking. What Do you, do you think this offense will be able to move the ball uh, consistently? Or do you think they're going to struggle to score the whole year? Uh, I really got to see, I got to see more from them. Um, I don't think they were, they weren't terrible offensively last week. They were, they were able to move the ball and I, I thought they made some good, good, uh, good third town conversions, but Vanderbilt's scrappy on defense and we'll see, we'll see how, how messy this gets, but I think LSU finds a way to, uh, to, to start stretching their legs a little bit offensively. Yeah, I agree. I think this will probably be a blowout. Maybe they start a little slow, but I think Mandy or LSU will definitely roll. I don't think Mandy will roll. I don't think they're capable of ever rolling. But that was all the games I wanted to touch on. Did you have any others you had a look at that wanted you to, that you wanted to touch on? Uh, I think that about covers it. Looking forward to another week. Not as many big matchups this week as last. Um, but still looking forward to another weekend of college football. No, it was definitely a, a pretty barren slate. Next week looks to be a pretty good slate. Uh, the Georgia-Auburn game should be pretty good to watch. I'm, I'm curious about the Oklahoma and Iowa State game just to see how that plays out. But pretty barren slate, but should be another good week of football. Uh, we wanted to thank Dynamite David for joining us. That's our show, and we're out. We're out.